Yes, hello and welcome along once again to the Left Wing Backs football and hurling show. It's live here on the Monday Night Football Show. We kick things off with in association with On Point Performance Analysis. We thank Ian Koskin for his support to the podcast this evening. If you want a match recorded, if you want a bit of video analysis done on your own team, maybe somebody else's team, hit up Ian there. On Point Performance Analysis, they're on Facebook and they're on Twitter, and they're on Instagram. And guess what? So are we. We're live on Facebook at the moment. We're live on YouTube at the moment. We're live on Twitter at the left wing back. And, of course, after the show, as always, we do get the audio across to Spotify and Apple and all the audio-only uh, podcast platforms. Um, that will be tomorrow morning um, at this stage. So, yeah, we have a lot to get through. As I said, we start with football. We're moving on to um, the hurling show at about 9.40 or so. And the one and only Marty Kavanagh, will join us for that one. We have a good bit to digest. Uh, tonight coming up, uh, we will be joined, of course, by our regular guest, Stephen Barmerick and Joe Nolan for both of our shows. Uh, we are going to hear from uh, Mark Bean. He'll be coming on with us. The uh, Carroll Under-20 football captain, they won the Andrew Corden Cup uh, last week. Uh, we'll be talking to Dave McMahon as well. He is the Carroll minor football manager. They had a great win over Wexford at the weekend. So the first thing we do, though, is reflect on yesterday's game for the Carlos Senior Footballers, which was, of course, against Tipperary. It ended in an 11-point defeat after the game. I was on commentary duty for uh, Casey Lohr, and I spoke to Niall Crew, the Carl manager. Niall Crew, disappointing results. Your thoughts? Yeah, very disappointing, Kev. Um, thought at half-time were well in the game. Um, so a couple of points in it, and um, I felt we were just, you know, we were finding holes. Uh, but um, no, second half, I think when we made that mistake for the goal, um, our heads dropped. And you could see the, the energy drain from and from there on in, we were second best. Uh, which is disappointing for us as a group, but um, oh, we addressed it inside there. And we're hoping that, um, you know, that, that won't happen again, I suppose, Kev. So uh, yeah, no, disappointing second half overall. Just... Um, you know, we, we, we have to be bigger than that. And I think we will be going forward. I think it's a learning curve for us. Yeah. Look, Niall, from your point of view and Willie's point of view, I do a bit of coaching. Willie does a bit of coaching. We saw what looked like a textbook tackle by Mikey Barmerick and ends up with a penalty. Yeah. And I don't want to get dragged into giving over refs and stuff, yeah. but my God. Yeah, I think the free counter in the second half was unbelievable. Every time we touched it, we got a free. Um, so it was very hard for others to be aggressive and to tackle then. Uh, but I suppose that's out of our control, Kev. Um, but um, yeah, not that frustrating. Now we we need everything to go our way, and it didn't. Um, but yeah, disappointing. Yeah, I think in fairness, like everything, even though it's eleven point defeat and lads' heads are down, or whatever, there was positives. We put together some good moves. We kicked some nice scores. Um, I would like to compliment the resilience of of Kobe and the goal because he didn't drop the head after the kick out. His next kick out he pinged. His kick outs in general were very good, and he saved the penalty. So there is a bit of steel and a bit of resilience. And for chaps to have that sort of mentality, for me, can only be a positive point forward. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we're all very disappointed now just with the second half performance. But look, Kuba's first game at 20 years of age, as you said, made a mistake for the goal. And, but an unbelievable save to make up for it. Um, but yeah, look, I know it is. It, it's, like, we, we know we're as good as Tipperary. We know that. Uh, but you know, a few of our lads didn't play well today, to know that themselves. Um, but I just think we have to be more resilient going forward. Um, and uh, it's been a great learning curve for us, the league. We've Wexford next week. Um, just try and galvanise the whole group together and uh, look, we're all deflated now and, and that's important too that we are there's no point in me coming out here being 
um, all Cherpy after being back for 10 points. Um, but I will say the first half was a very good performance, and I think we are building slowly. Uh, but look, hopefully, you know, Josh Moore and Shanks Harp were big losses today. Um, you know, Morta Ware was injured as well, so our panel was a little bit down. But look, lads, in the first half, you know, we, we, were, we did exactly what we were supposed to do. In the second half, then, when the goal went in, uh, we just dropped it a small mm. bit. And when you drop energy levels into county level, you get punished. Yeah, that's what happened, and there's no doubt about it. Yeah, I, I agree in terms of the free count was ridiculous. Every time they got the ball, the, mm. you know, we couldn't put a tackle in. Uh, Ross Dunphy put some excellent tackles, mm. and he got blown as well. So yeah, and, look, Mike, and Mikey was and Mikey was great tackles. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was a bit frustrating. Then we were down to the 14 men for the last 10 minutes as well, mm. and I think they got one too. Yeah. So that's that sums it up really. I think from from our point of view, and the thing that I spot any um, certainly was the. Look, it took us a little bit of a while to just... Uh, I'm sure you have it in the lads' heads about direct ball, direct ball, right? But because they got back, we probably tried to force the direct ball a little bit from where I could see and gave it away. But then when we tuned in to actually going through the hands, we drew a lot of fouls, didn't we? Yeah, absolutely. Now you're 100%, Kevin. Uh, um, I think we did force it. And that's yeah. what they wanted. Um, you know, probably, and we probably got conceded 1-2 in that by forcing it. Uh, but look, yeah, it's a learning curve. We'll go down, you know, we'll have a look at the video and we'll cut out the, the mistakes and, and try and put them right for the next day. Mm. And um, yeah, look, it's it's it is deflating now, but hopefully we'll get it right now next week for the extra match. Absolutely. Well listen, very much luck. Thanks for having a chat with us Niall Larry. Thanks, Kev. Yes, thanks very much indeed to Niall Crew for uh, having a chat with us there. Apologies for all the noise in the background. It was like a heavy metal version of the Angelas there, I think, with all that banging and bonging going on in the in the background, uh, yeah, that's outside the dressing rooms in uh, Semper Stadium, uh, an iconic stadium. Uh, unfortunately, not a great result. Uh, Steve Marmerick, you were there yesterday. Uh, Joe, I know you were um, not there, but uh, maybe I'll chat to Stevie first on it. What, what did you think? This is laying by the goal. <laughs> Ask the question again there, Kevin. Yeah, so I was saying, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> America made, 6. I made a, a silence all the way to Angeles. Um, what did you think of it in general, I suppose? Like, I pointed out my things to Niall, which he answered fairly honestly. Uh, you know, where do you see the whole thing? I'm not sure. We're eight points to two now, I think, after 17 or 20 minutes and looked like, you know, we're in deep trouble. We got back to start to get the turnovers and made them overcarry the ball. I'd say four or five times in our half back line that area great to get turnovers and then suddenly it was 9-6 was it a half time and we had one goal chance Dara Foley's good block on the line a well worked move could have been a foot block don't think it was no in fairness um, but you know start second half you're saying the breeze is in it Colin Hulton get a few shots from long range Dara as well uh, the goal was kind of a sucker punch then you know just literally the first minute now they, they got free after they had no score with free in the first half 40 seconds in they had one and then Sean O'Connor had said kick the worst kick he's ever kicked in his life it went it's said 10 yards wide and like I don't know straight from the kick out they got the, the goal but uh, you know just suddenly a three point game of six and as you said the penalty then like I talked to Sam Mikey but a great tackle, just that size momentum carried him into your man, but so what else could he do? But like, I just, there was never a penalty and Cobham made a great no. save from it. But uh, like it was, Conor Crowley, I kicked a good point the first half, where Tipperary kicked all their scores and play, we were dependent on freeze. But like, 
Monster going over, you don't mind. Like, like most scored 17 points yesterday, and I don't know how many he got from play or freeze, but like, you have to be fouled, you have to be making the scores for someone. Spoiler alert them, for the Harlan Show. <laughs> yeah, looking fortunate. Uh, looking through the Tipperary team, they had, I think they had the half back line, one of the midfielders, uh, Connor Sweeney went off injured. These one Munster, Munster final two years ago, like, you know, a year and a half ago. Um, you know, they're a bit further down the road than we are. They'll be looking. Yeah. That's some delay. Like. Be, you know, be, they're a bit further down the road. If the, the, the big Cavan, Cavan game last week was the one day I needed to turn over one of the teams that were, you know, fighting for promotion. Uh, so it's in their own hands. So that's this crack of the weekend where they're playing London on Saturday. Um, and the other two games are on Sunday, or three games are on Sunday, but that's going to stay the way it is. Like, that's why is that happening in Division 4? It's not happening in Division 1, 2, or 3. You know? Well, look, the positives. There, there's, I think, eleven lads after getting eleven or twelve lads after making their debut this season. They might have only got bits of five, ten minutes of games, but they've made their debut. Um, you know, just it was, it was a tough finish. In fairness, looking on Rutgers and off, then they got one. I think they got one, two, one, three without replying near the end of it, and they put. They weren't ten points a better team. I don't think. Um, I know the scoreboard doesn't lie either, but you know, take the positives out. Just it's a pity that you know. If the goal hadn't been in after half time, would Tipperary have had a few doubts in their mind if we'd have got a couple of scores? Like I said, if the likes of Hulton and like Colin Hulton got no shot to goal until the last minute, that was, that was the only shot he had the post, I think. That was on 70 minutes. Like we only hit three wides. Conor Crowley got two from play. Um, probably the rest, Darrell Brinkley to grab a point from, I said, nearly the 45 there in the second half at the Breeze. But yeah, just take the positives out and get home with it and like. I'd fancy him to have a good chance against Wexford next Saturday or Sunday. Like can say a dead rover. You want to finish the yeah. league campaign in a high, especially at home anyway. Yeah, I think the game, Kevin. I know I wasn't at the game on Sunday, but I was at the game the previous week, uh, the Leitrim game, and uh, I thought there was a lot of positives in that too. I know we leaked a lot of scores, um, we were kind of a little bit porous down the middle. But for anyone who wasn't at it, like we'd five good, apart from the penalty that that Jamie Tark won and converted himself. I think we had five other very clear-cut goal chances and and just didn't convert. And, you know, had we converted, especially one in the first half, I think it was Colin's chance as well. Uh, we might put a lot of doubts in Leitrim minds. So there was a lot of positives from that game as well uh, to work on, you know. So, you know, you have to take, you have to, you have to take the positives, you know what I mean? I think you have to work with that. And like what you said, I suppose the weekend's game now is just a kind of a championship builder and uh, you'd be hoping the lads maybe... You know, get a win under their belts and and uh, bring that then into in that little bit of form into the championship. Yeah, I think so. Um, I I suppose Joe, like to to take all that on board, and I, I while I do agree with you as well, right? Um, I think if you're if you're looking at it beforehand, we're hoping that Carlo are competitive in in all the games and maybe get two or three wins, right? So we can still get a second win. That's that's fair enough. That's that's achievable, and we've been competitive in a good few of the games. Um, it's just I I still would think and I would have hoped that maybe the progress was just that little bit quicker. Even though you say we need patience, right? So I think it's not that can't be corrected, but we are still making the same mistakes in some aspects of our play, which we need to get right fairly quickly. And we have a lot of experienced players back. We still have a lot of young lads. Um, mm. but actually the other things that we haven't really spoke about, and I did say it on commentary for KSLR yesterday, um. Like Colin Walton played out around the middle. Uh, there are 40 times out around there. Now, 
like from my point of view, if I'm Tipperary and I see Colin Holton around the middle, I'm delighted. And Paddy mm. Christie is actually a selector with Tipperary. He'd know Colin Holton from his time at Ballymore Kickhams. He had a shot after the game. I mean, I'd say he couldn't believe his luck, right? And Colin made a good bit of play, in fairness. Um, I just don't know what he'd been better close to goal. That's all. You know? Yeah, well, he was, he's been very good. Like, even in the... In all the games so far that I've seen, he's been, he is a sharp, like he's a shooter, you know, he's a scorer, like that's his, the big part of his, that's his game. Um, uh, and I agree, I suppose the more than against, against Leitrim when we were chasing the game near the end and Jamie Clark picks up the ball off our kick out, you know, whatever, two or four minutes to go and we're chasing the game. If you're a Leitrim player, like, you know, you're happy to see him there sort of thing, you know, but um, yeah, I, I think on the, ter- the terms of the progress, like, I do, I do think uh, settling your team. I think the team has been settled for the last few games, maybe more so. And I think, you know, I think they'll take that from the league and maybe hopefully go and bringing that forward. Like I think, you know, we saw a good few changes. I know the Auburn Cup game was kind of you couldn't really judge that on it, but even from the first league game, there's been a there's been a good few personnel and positional changes. And um, I think they'll take that. You know, I think that they'll kind of have to have to take the positive from that. Uh, but I think converting their chances, like you said, like you know, again in that Leitrim game, we were there looking at Stevie, and you know those goal chances, two two of them or three of them, and they were they were re- relatively easy to convert chances on another day that could have yeah. gone in, could have been a game, a different game. Yeah, I think um, in fairness, right, I was really impressed with Cuba, and I mentioned it there briefly with uh, Niall or whatever, just in the point of view of when you're a young lad like that, and it's your it's a big day for you. You're playing in goal. You're 20 years of age. And one kick out goes straight. Like every kick out was flawless. And he got mm-hmm. caught with one, falling up in the back of the net. Every kick out after that was still flawless. And mm-hmm. the trajectory on those kick outs, as well as distance, like just lads catching them chest height on the far 65, they are incredible. And I know Chony did say it to me when I met him a few months ago. Um, <laughs> I won't say where the place has been mentioned a few times before. Um, but like he, he said that. Basically, I, I don't think I'll be in goal for much longer for the town or for, for Carlo. This guy's kick was incredible. Yeah. Uh, I think we saw a good glimpse of that yesterday, in fairness. So, well done to him and the younger lads as well in general, I thought. You know, I felt a bit sorry for Dara Corrin, right? Because the ball was being peppered in and his man got two or three points or whatever. Like, as I've said several times, lads, if you're a very good back, which Dara is, and you're up against an average forward, and there's space in front of you and a good supply, you're in trouble. And I felt very sorry for him when he came off. I think he's a great chap. I think um, he'll bounce back from that. You'd probably be nearly thinking, how about the supply? How about the supply? And that's not as much of a problem as such, you know. So I think our younger lads are, are showing very well at the same yeah. time, you know. A lot of it's funny, right? I think they'll admit this themselves, anyway. More our more experienced lads are actually making as much mistakes, if not more, than the actual chaps. You know, for people that maybe think that it's the chaps getting used to it. It's the whole thing. It's the whole collective that is trying to gel, I think. So, you know, it's worth pointing out. But anyway, we're going to change tack and we're going to bring in the under-20 football captain, Mr. Mark Bean. How are you getting on, sir? Well, that's about it. That's about it. Mark, how are you? Thanks, thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for jumping on and congratulations. Uh, you won the Andrew Corden Cup. Is your, is your motor fairly well? Yeah, no, we're happy out now. We've been going now since January and... Uh... We said we really target the Andrew Corden Cup, you know, because it's a twenty. It's a big Carol tournament, you know, twenty years is anniversary this year, and uh, we're delighted because you know, like that final there, especially the final against Wexford, was a good hard game. It's probably worth, as my lads said, Morris, and that's we're saying it's worth a good month to train at least. Like, so it would really stand to us come championships. So hopefully now we can really drive it on, like. 
Yeah, I went into Sears Mark against Tipperary. You mentioned it actually on a podcast previously. Uh, I think in our fine side, Joe would have saw you against Wexford, I think. Yeah, the first night, yeah. Um, yeah, you, you've got great options there, in fairness. Uh, great strength and depth. Like, when you see the guys coming off the bench, they're every bit as good, like. Yeah, no, that's it, like, you know, and the, the way the, the game's gone now, like, you look at the likes of Dublin, that, like, the fellas are bringing on, or well, not now, but, like, that, over the last 10 years, the fellas are bringing on, or nearly as good as the starters, like, and it's really about the panel, the 30 lads, like, it's fighting for the jersey, because it, it's the competitiveness that drives on everyone, like, you know, if that's not there, the starting 15 will kind of stagnate and won't improve at all, like, so it's it's all about driving it on, and the training, and the intensity around the training, you know, that's what's about, the, the strength and depth in the panel, and sure, it tells it all when you have two fellas starting on the hurling panel, and uh, on the senior panel, you have the footballers there as well, Park, Boogie, and Kuba, and Dara as well, like, you know, very sharp yeah. panel altogether. And uh, I know, like, you know, Jack McCullough, obviously, and Fieger Fitzpatrick are the two hurlers you're, you're talking about. Uh, Fieger Fitzpatrick's probably a senior county footballer as well, you know what I mean? Uh, and that's yeah. the nature of the county that we're in. But I suppose having them back there, um, and I suppose part of my ignorance, I have to admit, I don't know how much or how little they actually played, but I know they were back and listed um, and talked and the whole lot, but they, they had to be a plus, obviously, coming back in. Well, that's it. Like, you know, they, they, we brought them on, right, there around the middle of the field, and they brought great size and uh, physicality. We're probably lacking a small bit, you know, but uh, that's what, like, we played with them the whole way up to minor and all, and they're, they're great footballers as well, like, you know, and they brought great savage. It's, uh, it's a sheer size and their physicality, and they've both good footballers as well, like, to really add to it, and it probably gave us a good lift there going into the last 20 minutes of that, like, when they came on. And Mark, it's refreshing to hear you actually speak like that too, right? Because uh, you need to always see the bigger picture in the camp, I feel, right? And there would have been times previously when maybe lads would come back, even if it was from a senior panel into another 20 side with the opposite code. And there might be a little bit of niggle about, ah, look at these boys waltzing back. The fact that you guys and you yourself in particular are seeing the bigger picture and how it benefits the side, I think that's uh, something you've got to be complimented on as well. I don't know, absolutely. Look, as I said earlier, it's a squad game. You know, there's 30 fellas there and everyone's fighting for the jersey and it's that competitiveness that really drives us on. And if you look, if you look at the hardest or whatever, like they're, they're, they're doing their own thing with the, the senior hardest and that's probably, there's probably the player welfare issue there as well. Like, you can't really expect them to train and to be 100% committed to both. Like, you have to, they're probably asking a bit of leeway, all right? Like, you know. Joe, mm-hmm. you obviously know a good few of these boys from uh, the CBS. I do, yeah. A lot of good men there. I was looking down, like I said, I only got to see them the once now. Um, obviously, uh, be talking to Morris and about them and knowing no to be involved in that. And uh, but um, we've a couple of lads in school who are still in, in school who are involved as well. But a lot of ex students as well, which is great to see from from our point of view. You know, the great pedigree there. I think the I think the they're just a, a broad point on the under twenty. Like it's isn't a great competition. I know we we're going to speak about. Andrew Carden, you know, Andrew Carden himself, you get me in the import, you know, and, and what a player he was. But I think it's isn't it great that Leinster Council have and, and Carlo obviously going with it in terms of backing a competition like this because I think at under 20 grade, uh, you know, before and under 21, there was that big void where there was one, maybe, maybe only one match or one competition, and, and it was kind of, you know, it was kind of lads coming together very quickly and there was no development, and some lads sh- shot on to the senior, but. Now, there's, would you feel that, Mark, from a player's point of view, that there is a, there's real development there? There's a real a platform for to give you as an inter-county player, you know, a real a real foothold and a real development to go on to the next stage again. Yeah, definitely. I think it, there's a there's a re, there's a great structure there. All right, put in place. Like you'd often look in kind of a club level as well. Like particularly as when it was twenty under twenty ones, was kind of just a 
a throwaway competition there at the start of the year. There might have been four teams in semi final played and then onto the final. That was it, like forgotten about. It's kind of a, um, it's a, an afterthought, really, for so. So it's, it's great. So we kind of, there was a meeting there over Christmas, whatever, and we kind of just out the, the plan for the year. We were back training then in January, so just because like, we had the 20 championship as well. So Lobs were playing that sort of training anyway, so there was no need to be trained. And we, and there's then it's that structure really it kind of there there's definitely that player drop off between minor, particularly when it's under seventeen, fellas are go are thrown into the, the senior level at such a young age. Like you look at fellas there, they're being put into probably if you're born at the wrong side of whatever at, at the the age gap or whatever, you're it could be sixteen playing junior football, like you know, it's it's fairly you need that kind of bridge all right in the middle. And I suppose under twenties does provide that particularly county level though it's, it, it is a good kind of platform there then to hopefully drive on and play senior. And that's what that's what it's all about really then today, Joy you play a championship or whatever, but then today it's, it's about building that platform, keeping fellas involved, especially fellas who could potentially want to play senior football, Joy. You don't want them being pulled away to other sports or travelling or being distracted by college or anything. You want to keep them in in the mold and ready to go then on the senior when they're, when they're developed like and ready to go like yeah Steve you know you wanted to kind of bring you know cups and the names on them to the table while we are talking about Andrew Corden and, and you know how, how great a player he was but you know the Johnny Bourne Cup was was played very recently from a neighbourly point of view I played with Johnny uh, top guy top order top footballer top soccer player and the poor old chap like when, when Johnny passed away um, he was leading scorer, I think, in the division for Vale Wanderers. And I think he finished top scorer that season, even though he passed away in February, which was remarkable. Like, but mm. what we're trying to say is the the prestige and and the kind of profile and the legend that lives on from giving such names to such cups. I, I think it's very important, and it's, it's carried, isn't it? In fairness. Yeah, just delay. Yeah, I said to you last week, like the Andrew Corden Cup, like Andrew Corden was. Andrew was a savage player and like I, I know Mark was only 19 or 20 and, and didn't get to see him playing unfortunately and like he was a leader on the field like he was one of the greatest players Carl ever had and he was only I think 23 when he died and um, you know the fact it means a lot to the likes of the Blues people genuine GA people in Carl for the boys to win that 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 tournament uh, it's a pre-season tournament like the Auburn Cup gets a kind of a bad name for you know it's it's a thrown in like the match or three games in seven days or whatever and you know player welfare is <coughs> Marcus said there earlier but like this was well structured good gaps between the games once the boys won the first two games they were able to give um, you know give last run out in the in the, the last game against Wexford because the, you know they were through to the final with anyway um, but like the Johnny Bourne Cup as well played last Today, the dinner ran start two weeks ago, like in monsoon conditions. But uh, Pat Foley Cup, we won it last year in intermediate, uh, second time we won it in the last four or five years. Pat Foley, again, another legend, 23 years of age when he died as well. Uh, and any sport that remembers anyone like that, I know the saying have gone long before there should have been, you know, it's just tragedies happening all walks of life. And uh, I just, it's great that these people are remembered and the, the memories I'd have of Pat Foley was only eight, I was only eight when Pat died and he was a next door neighbour and he played football horn for Carlo every grade won four minors had been nearly manned the match for Carlo in 77 against the Savage Dublin team Andrew Corden 
on the on the Auburn Cup team that ever won it from Carlow on the Blues team under Leinster Club like these like you know the memories these people left behind in the short space of time they're on this earth uh, Johnny Bourne as well as you said with the, you know brilliant at every sport and he was in 19 years of age um, and it's great to see you know there's a link there now uh, Mark and the lads have a link they've, they've won the Andrew Corden tournament that has to send them out the next day in the first round of the championship that bit more confidence in their in their you know in their Everyone's got game time. Carlo, we've won a we've won a prestigious tournament for Carlo for another twenty tournament and building that and hopefully you know uh, if you get over the first round again like the minors we talk Demi there in a few minutes they've won consecutive years they've won their first round and says the first time in a long time and these are lads you need feeding into the senior squads that you're not pulling four or five lads out of blue coming in that they haven't had the background in development squads or under 17 minor, whatever you call it, or under 20s that they're coming in with having structure and having played and having won in as well, hopefully as well along the way. Mark, um, we actually are having a bit of difficulty in getting Damien McMahon on, but as Stephen had mentioned and we mentioned at the top of the programme, the minors had a very good win over Wexford too. So it's like the saying goes, a rising tide lifts all boats. Uh, there's some good chaps on that minor team. I'm sure you're you're keeping a little eye on, on those as well. Oh, yeah, so yeah, I was in that myself there. there. I was it was a great game out fairness and it was it was tough in the wind as well. But there's two nice footballers there. Um Keelan Braid there at all is very good at centre forward captain. He was, he was very good now and uh, I know there's Shane Duffy here going forward and his brother well, Connor. Um no other very promising is looking at them there and it's great to see the win. I know last year as well, the Amy seen last year they won the Bet Wicklow in the first round. So hopefully now they they, all, they can really drive it on and I think they're playing the Wicklow again next round, aren't they? In like a group stage. So no, it's looking very well now at the moment. Um Joe so will take uh, great uh, inspiration for that as well, going into our first round. Hopefully, we can win our first game as well. Like, Joe, you know, we're really looking forward to having on them for then. Yeah, just just with the, what do you call it, with the, the minor side there, there was a clip floating around on social media. The passing for the goal was actually exceptional. Finish wasn't too shabby either. Yeah, no, it was, yeah, it was Matthew Farrington giving the ball there. He had the socks up. Yeah, it was a great ball in and the lovely finish, low finish. Real soccer kind of finished low into the bottom corner. Yeah, it was a brilliant goal in fairness. And it came at a great time. I think from my, the game might be level. That was very important there. It was great, great timing to go as well. Like, Yeah, it was indeed. So just from your own point of view then, Mark, just let us know what is the story uh, when that fixture is, Championship Boys? Uh, we're out the 14th of April anyway, and we're playing the winners of Offaly and Loud. They're playing the week before, so... I suppose we'll probably hopefully not pay too much attention to that. Oh, we don't want to get caught up and all that, and we're just kind of focusing ourselves. But like, you know, obviously, uh, loud enough, they're both very good. Like, obviously, off the defending All Ireland champions. So, like, if we got them, Joe, it'd, it'd be a savage opportunity, Joe. Like, mm. really look forward to that. But, uh, no, we, we'd know, I suppose, myself personally, probably know them, like, just from playing against them up through the ranks with the Colts and things. Like, they're, it tends to be it's more or less the same players. So, you kind of have an idea of. We'll be playing like you know, and you kind of have an idea of what standard that, but then again, 20 so it's, it's another age again. Like, so I more fellas come up and look forward to them. I'll be driving on now and train over the next few weeks. And uh, I said we go, we'll give a right crack in anyway, So, look forward to it. Yeah, listen, Mark, the very best love. Thanks for jumping on yeah. with us. Enjoy the chat. No, right. cheers, lads. Thanks. Keep an eye on your progress. All right, mind yourself. Yeah, thanks, lads. Take Bye. care, man. Good job, in fairness. Thanks to Mark for jumping on. We just started struggling to get David McMahon onto the link there. Uh, yeah, we've had several technical so difficulties this evening. Uh, the different, the different <laughs> there's another one. Yeah, yeah, there's a slight delay there. Um, plus one. 
Is that an IPTV lock you have or something? You're about 15 to 20 seconds behind everything. Um, He's on the fire stick up there. You must be on a fire stick or something, I'd say. Yeah, I don't know what's going on at all in Banaligola. And this one's supposed to go on up there recently, you know. I don't know. Must have been from dial up to actual standard Rob on it. It's not fiber. It's definitely not fiber. Uh, fruit and fiber. Anyway. Um, We're getting fiber. Fiber being in two weeks' time. You're saying that for the last two years, you stop. <laughs> Oh, Jenny Mac. I'll be there next week, you. I'll be there next week. <laughs> I'd hear that quite a lot as well. Anyway, look, um, bring it, bring it back to base. Wet for the race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, it's, uh, you know, unfortunately we haven't been able to get. Oh, I think we might have him. Say nothing. Say nothing. He's in at the 11th hour, I think. Damien, do we have you? You have, Kevin. How are you? Ah, there we go. There we go. Literally in at the 11th hour. How's things, boss? Good, good, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah Internet's bad in Palatine. Yeah, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not great in the band of the goal either. Uh, we're on about Stevie's uh, difficulties there, <laughs> and it's more. It's more than just broadband. He's like myself and Joe. We've serious difficulties. We won't go into those now. <laughs> but um, we have been talking about. Um, we have been talking about the the great win for your lads on, on the you know over the weekend. Uh, well done on that. You must be delighted. Yeah, it's look. Anytime you win a championship match, is great. We've, I suppose we've had a lot of losses over the years, so we were very fortunate. The first two championship matches this year and last year were, were at home, and um, it's great. To, it's great to get off on a winning start. You know, this year was a little bit, I suppose, a little bit more uh, more detailed. It was it was a shotgun championship last year, but we've had a little bit longer to work with the, the players this year. So yeah, it's great. It's great to get off to a start and before we break now before we play with Clon Ockram. So lots to work on. Yeah, you'd be familiar enough with Ockram um, and Wicklow in general. Ah, yeah, yeah. The last last time I was down there with the miners, I was involved with Willie Willie Quinlan, and we got beaten. So um, it'd be nice to go back there. But you know, we beat them last year in the first round, and I'm sure they they didn't like leaving Carlo after a defeat. So they'll be they'll have all their their preparation done to try and turn turn over that result and, and get one over us in four weeks' time. So yeah, looking forward to come back there. Yeah. Yeah, you've been busy yourself over the last 12 months. You did great things with, with Shells, a Leinster semi-final. Um, that probably, you know, being honest about from everyone outside of your own camp, I'd say I mightn't have been expected, um, especially from the point of view of what the low champions had done or whatever. And, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you probably look back on it now and maybe you don't really talk about it, but a possible opportunity missed when it was all said and done. Yeah, look, it was... Look, it's like everything else. It was a journey that started off really at, with nothing. Like you know, with the, I, the only thing I knew about Shellmeres when I got the call last year was that they had a, a very athletic footballer playing wing back for them with a, a tan. Um, I didn't really even know the colour of the jerseys or anything like that. So you know, it was a it was a journey into the unknown. And you know, each game that we we uh, we won, and all of a sudden we found ourselves in a, in a Wexford final. And um, you know, then the the preparation it was all alien to the lads to get to a to get to a Leinster Club Championship and we went up and watched Ratfilly playing and you know up and down I suppose it was very it was very unfortunate on them that they were expected to play so soon after playing a county final um, and I'm sure that they would have they would have been a lot better if they had a little bit more time like we had like if we had played the same weekend as, as Ratfilly we'd have been in the exact same situation so you know after after the county final we sat the lads down and we decided that we wanted to give it a good crack and the the Carrot there really was a chance to play in Crow Park, which a lot of players mightn't get the chance to do again. 
And, uh, you know, luckily, you know, it was, it was a great win up in Loud. And, um, you know, look, I suppose it's a long season. It was a long season on the lads between, you know, hurling and football and the county stage as well. And it took its toll really on us in the end. And we just we just ran out of legs. But, you know, so close. I think we would have given Kilmacud a good crack if we had if we had got there. But, sure, look, it was a great journey. Absolutely fantastic journey, yeah. Isn't it mad just the way that momentum can pick up like that? Um when really it's not expected. Like, I mean, rank outsiders, uh, complete rank outsiders, and you're a kick of a ball away when when push comes to shove. Like, how do you go about building that resilience and that belief um, in such a short period of time? Um, well, look, we were very, very lucky. Again, um, they're a fantastic bunch of players. You know, they're, I think um, John Hegarty is, is the, the main man down there. And... You know, when John asked me to go down and, and he just wanted a different voice involved. And, um, you know, like there's a wealth of experience. Like Brian Malone, one of the the, the, the longest serving Wexford footballers of all time. And, you know, you throw Conor Hearn, Simon Donoghue there is playing cornerback for the Wexford Hurlers at the minute. Absolutely, an absolutely fantastic footballer and wouldn't, would definitely not be lost in any intercounty football team. Um, you know, Sean Kane in the middle of the field. You know, there's a, a wealth of talent. Um Arnie playing wing forward there, you know. So, you know, there was a lot of leaders on that field. Jimmy Cash there at fullback. Um, you know, it was a master stroke. Uh, our goalkeeper was corner forward in 2018 when they won the football. The first that was like this year was only their second time ever to win a football title. They won the hurling the year before they won the football. So, you know, our goalkeeper, I think he only missed one one uh, one kick out in the entire Wexford Championship and the the Leinster the Leinster campaign that we had. So. You know, we were, we were very, very lucky. And, and in the mix, then, you have um, our own Anya Kinsler from Finna, Finna that was involved with us. Um, very, very um, very detailed, an awful lot of analysis, video analysis. It's, it was invaluable to us, um, especially as it was seen in the in the game up and loud, like the amount of work that was done uh, in that game. Like, you know, see her, she's, she's involved heavily. It's no surprise. Wexford Hurlers are doing so well now as well, and she's involved with them as well. So, you know, hopefully sometime... She'll be able to come back closer to home and get involved with Carlo in some shape or form. Well, listen, Damien, I suppose uh, for the next few weeks, then, what's the plan? Um, you know, you mentioned the fixture. The lads are on a high. You'd probably like to be playing next year the week after, by, right? But there is that bit of a gap. So um, what what do we do for those uh, few weeks? Well, look, obviously, things... Last, last Saturday was our first game, first real competitive game in six weeks. So... You know, obviously, we had we did make a lot of mistakes last week. Our first half wasn't really as good as it possibly should have. Um, second half was an awful lot better, but there was an awful lot of young fellas nervous, like going in there to Dr. Cullen Park on Championship Day and the you know the national anthem and the you know the procedure protocol and you know everything down to timed really. You know, it was it was new to a lot of the young lads and there was nine of those starters that, that hadn't been involved with us last year at all. So. Um, you know, it's it's really just working on on what we what we did wrong, what trying and better what we did right, and um, you know, just you know, we need to get the lads game time as well. There was a, there was a good few lads that didn't see game time last week, so in between now and you know the I think it's the twentieth twentieth of April, we need to have a look at the rest of those lads and and just really just tune them in, and that's 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 really it. You know, training has been going very very well. We brought in Richie Mann there from Airog this year and. You know, he's Rob Sampson wasn't able to give the commitment that you know he was he would have been able to give last year. So, 
you know, just it's just really about just kind of tweaking things and, and making things better. And looking if everything had gone, I've said it to the lads, if everything went the plan last Saturday, and it was fantastic. We scored two fifteen or three sixteen. Be no reason to go training tomorrow night. So, you know, that's that's what it's all about. Just keep them on the ground. There was nobody jumping around Dr. Bullen Park or Netwatch Bullen Park last Saturday celebrating the victory. It's, it's the first win and, you know, we, we had a great win last year over Wicklow in the first round and, you know, we went up to Newbridge for the second round and we were brought back there fairly, fairly suddenly. So, we're under no illusions the task that we face going down to Auckland now in, in four weeks' time. Listen, Damien, the very best luck. Thanks for jumping on. I know we had difficulties, but you, you kept plucking away and we got to there eventually. So best luck to you and the lads. Well done again on the win over the weekend. And we look forward to chatting to you again soon. All right. Kevin, just just wish James Brady the very best luck. He's gone away for a romantic weekend down in Killarney with his with his, his good wife. So <laughs> he's slagging me about this today now. So best luck to James. Make sure he comes home safe and sound. Yeah, he was actually in touch there earlier as well. Uh, he said, great win for the, for, for the miners or whatever. And I was like, don't worry, the gaffer's coming on. Uh, we're not forgetting the chaps. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Enjoy, James. Enjoy. Always a good one. Uh, yeah. Jamie, I'll chat to you soon, all right? Thanks, Kevin. Thank you. There we go. So, uh, yeah, Stevie's there. Well, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to finish up our football show, which, of course, was in association with On Point performance analysis again thanks to Ian Costing for that uh, if you want to get in touch with Ian you can get him on Twitter Facebook and on Instagram and of course if you want video analysis if you want a game recorded the opposition broken down your own team broken down Ian is the man so thanks again 